Generator Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you heal, align, and expand your intuition. With high vibe content and lightened conversations and weekly energetic updates, we are here to help you get and stay lit by connecting you to your highest self. Get inspired by tuning into today's episode of The Generator Podcast. and welcome back to the generator podcast i'm victoria and i'm laura and we're just hanging out getting ready to drop this dope episode damn i thought you're gonna say dope ass episode dope ass episode <laughs> it's day you've heard of bay well this is day oh my god you know what i mean it's b- before anything else dope ass episode Oh wow! Okay, yeah, it's it's Bay Day. It's Bay. <laughs> <laughs> you are so clever. I love you. Or insane. I think other people might would describe me as, but I like your interpretation of it. You're clever and theatrical. That should really go. What one day we're gonna let them know all about our alternative podcast. Oh my gosh! Sometimes okay. Damn, I can't talk about this because we haven't shared nope, it. Not yet. I'm not going to, but I'm just going to say the concept of that popped into my head the other day as an intuitive thing. They were like this. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're using my alternative ego. It doesn't even make sense. Just scratch that. I know. I I have to explain it in order. so confused. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Poor children. Just kidding. Well, just so you guys know, it's a podcast, and this is all I'm going to tell you. I'm just going to tell you the title, and then we'll tell you about it more later. The podcast is called Be Is Flow, and it's a it's it's pretty great, and it's a podcast that will never get made. So we'll tell you about that sometime. Anyway, back here on planet Earth, we are really excited. This is our first guys, Laura, guys, and Laura, all the, all of y'all who's listening. This is our first episode with like a guest. Yeah. And we didn't even have to like call them out and be like, hey, want to record with us? They came to us. They being her. Well, we did have my brother on here, but I feel like that doesn't count. That's yeah, like, that doesn't really count. That's an extension of me. Plus, um, we asked him to come count. on. Well, yeah, but it's it's not like a we weren't bringing him on here as like, yeah, he was like my family, whatever. Anyway, but the point is, is today is the day that we get to introduce you guys to this fabulous woman. Her name is Shannon Woodruff, and how we got in contact with her is pretty funny. So that day, and that's kind of Laura, what you're, what Laura was just talking about, because that day, I can't, this was maybe like a month ago, I text you, it was a Saturday, I remember I texted you and I said, we need to do an episode about human design. And we had been saying that, but it felt like this, like, no, this needs to happen. And I want to say within like an hour, we had a voice memo on our Instagram from Shannon. And like one of the first things she said was, I'm assuming that you guys know about human design because your podcast is called the generator podcast. And She is, she's not a human design reader, but she uses human design within her other businesses and her own personal life. So she has a lot of knowledge about human design, 
which is really, in my opinion, such a great resource because human design is cool, but taken out of context of your life, it's just information. Absolutely. And she had, yeah, because the whole idea of this podcast stemmed from human design. That's why it's called the generator podcast, because I'm a generator. Victoria is a manifesting generator. And that is what we do is we generate life into this earth. And so that was the heart of why we started this. So to have our first episode on human design with Shannon was such a treat. I still am like relishing in how good it was. I listened to it yesterday when I was preparing the notes for the episode and I got lit up all over again, just listening to it. It guys, it's really awesome. So she's Shannon is also a generator on human design, which she'll talk more about that and tell you about. So in this episode, she's going to tell you a little bit about what human design is. She's going to tell you about the different energy types. She's also going to talk about the, your aura which Laura and I had never really known about what type of aura each energy type um, carries. So before you get into this episode, I would highly, highly suggest go to the episode notes and download your chart. If and you're going to need your name or your name. <laughs> yeah, you will need your name, but that's your birth date, where you were born and the time that you were born. And the time is really important. And get that chart so that you can kind of have a little bit better grid while you're listening to this episode if you don't already know your energy type. So otherwise, it it'll just kind of be very information heavy and confusing if you don't have a grid for where you land in it. Right. Yeah. I mean, the first time I heard about it, I didn't know what my type was. And I think the one thing that is nice about knowing your types, and I'm going to make an argument for not looking this up, is that if you don't know your type, you'll be more interested to learn about all the types. Oh, good If point. you're like, yeah, because I you're feel like when Libra. I am, I'm such a damn Libra. Let's look at all the sides of it. Because I remember the first time I heard it, it was on the almost 30 podcast. And when she was just, she was actually describing uh, one of the girls who was a projector. And I was like, Oh, I am so that one. And I like learned all about it. And then the other girl who was actually a manifesting generator, I didn't really resonate with it as much. Um, and that's just because of their specific charts. I didn't really understand that at the time, but I learned a lot about projectors <laughs> because I was like, I think I'm a, I could be that. And so it's, it's, I think it's also nice to not know what you are and listen to all of them and kind of guess. And then when you go back and re-listen to the episode, then you're like, oh, wow. And then yeah. <laughs> anyway, so there's my other argument. If you're driving down the road and you're like, I want to do that. So Super stoked to get into this episode. Um, tell you guys a little bit about Shannon. Um, Shannon is a modern mindfulness and meditation enthusiast. She is a reformed hustle mama and a belief clearing practitioner. She's a mom of three teenage girls, a happy wife, and a multiple business owner. And she feels that as a collective consciousness, we need more shepherds of light. And it is her purpose to help guide the next wave of light leaders to greater awakenings, empowerment, and connectedness through her message. And I just reading that, I just got so lit up because that's so who she is. So true. 
it's, and you guys will just hear in this episode, she really is just so, she's such a light, but she's so amazing at shining light on other people and really just showing people how to light their own torch. And I'm I'm actually just feeling so much energy right now, just talking about it. Mm. So we're really excited for you guys. Well, let's, before we jump into this episode, Laura, I think it'd be really great if we shared to them why human design is so important to us and just how it's helped our lives. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's like the, when it came along, my, everything made sense about me, like my energy, how I use it, how I manifest, how I best, like why I show up the way that I do, why I struggle with the things that I do. Like it just brought so much clarity and structure and language to the makeup of me. And it gave me permission to be me and to stop comparing myself to others and going, well, maybe I have that personality or maybe I have that. Like it's so much more multifaceted. And when I got to see all the layers that make up me, it just gave me that permission to just be like, okay, I don't have to look like this other person that does business like this. Like I can spend my energy in this way and maximize it and manifest what I want. Whereas they need to do it in a different direction or even your intuition, learning how to use your intuition, getting connected with it. How does it show up for you? How do you make decisions made sense? Why I make the decisions in my life the way that I do, which is very emotional. And I have to go on this roller coaster and come back to neutral. And then I can make a decision, but that it's not like a gut reaction. So Uh, all the things it's changed my life, even my relationship with my boyfriend. Yes. It's, it's so amazing to help you understand yourself and other people. And I, the, one of the things that Laura said was it's our authority of how we make decisions. And Laura and I, we talked about this in the episode, but we're both emotional authorities. So we have to ride out an emotional wave to come to neutral before we can make other decisions. Well, not everyone's like that. So what Laura and I want in the moment doesn't always match what we actually want. So learning that for me personally was huge because there are types that are like gut reaction in the moment and that's how they're supposed to make decisions. So it really did change my life. And I think the big word that you can just put over human design in general is permission. It just gives you permission and it's not even your personality as much as it's how you're showing up in the world and that person, and that's going to manifest itself in so many different ways. So just even, and yeah, there's just so many layers and you guys will hear it and get into it in this episode. And we really are excited about this. And we know a lot of people have been wanting to know about this. So enjoy and we'll see you guys on the other side hey guys and welcome back to the generator podcast laura and i are here with our very first guest besides my brother because i don't feel like that counts and we are so excited and so please Welcome. I feel like everyone should be clapping and I wish we had like an automated clapping thing. Please welcome Shannon to the Generator Podcast. Thank you so much. I did not know I was your first guest. I'm so excited. You are. It's so funny 
we I had literally messaged Laura maybe an hour before you messaged us on Instagram and said, we need to do an episode about human design. We need to do that now. We, and then you messaged us and I was like, this is so weird. (laughs) Gave the first perfect example of a manifesting generator because you imagined this scenario and then the universe said, oh, here you go. Oh, I love that. Literally, that is, I mean, you guys are manifesting generators. We'll get into that later, but that is how you are designed to work. I love that. I just got so excited. (laughs) Oh my gosh, me too. I, yes, we'll get into all that later. So just get it. So we're going to kind of just start this out, getting to know you a little bit. So tell us where you're from, where you live now, just kind of the Give us like a download about Shannon for a few minutes. Yeah, so um, I'm Shannon. I live in sunny Phoenix, Arizona, although it's like 30 degrees and freezing here today. So we don't know how to handle it. Um, A little silly watching us bumble around like Eskimos in the desert. And I I get it. Yeah, (laughs) really cold. It's a dry cold. They say it's a dry heat, but it's a dry cold too. And it gets you to your bones. That is the worst. So I am mom to three girls. I have a 15-year-old, almost 13, and 10. Um, Shut up. You do not look like you could have any of those ages. No, no way. I had them when I was 12. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I was was 20. I was almost 23 when my oldest was born. Uh, And then I was like, all right, we're doing this. So we spent five years having babies and married. My husband's a reflector. We'll get into that. I thought that was actually what I was going to say earlier. I was like, and did I see that you have a reflector husband? He's a magical unicorn. Yes. That is a <laughs> unicorn. It's fun sometimes. So it is fun when he's happy and he's happy if we're happy. So we can talk about that. Um, and I own a couple of businesses, generator problems, because I like to do all the things. I own a digital marketing agency where I provide soulful branding, logos, websites, um, grassroots marketing to everyone from tiny solo entrepreneurs to multi-million dollar companies in the country. And um, I had a former business called Hustle Mama, which was a handmade business. We did all sorts of little sewn goods, um, put out about 75,000 pieces of merchandise that business and I just closed it down in the summer for good so I could focus on really um, marketing and growing growing that side of my entrepreneurship. Wow and did you go to school for marketing did or branding or? I went to school for education and never taught a day in my life. Wow. And I never want to. (laughs) But I feel like you are at least what you're doing it feels like you are teaching. You know, teaching is such a part of who I am, but the thought of being in a classroom with children makes me want to claw my eyes out. So I know that about myself, and now I just show up in opportunities that let me, like, share that side of myself. I love that. Very cool. So give us um, – so I you're not a human design reader, but you do use human design in your work, Correct. Correct. So with my marketing agency, um, oftentimes I'm in family businesses. So I like to serve people like myself and like you, 
um, and, and oftentimes larger clients too, but you know, you look and look at the office dynamic or the dynamic of who's growing the business, marketing the business, who has what role and, and asking them if, if I have permission to do their charts and kind of run like a company profile. And then you can see who's the manifester, who's the generator, who should be initiating, who should be fulfilling, you know, who should be doing these pieces um, to eliminate power struggles and miscommunication and really just enhance the overall efficiency of the company. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I have so much Capricorn in my chart. So you just talking about efficiency just did everything to me. I was like, yes, you so, can be more productive. Yeah. Well, I started at home because you know, a family is like a business too. We all have our things we need to do, things come in, things go out, what's productivity. And um, when I first started learning about human design, I was like, I can use this right now today in my house. Well, that, so how did you start learning about human design? Tell us a little bit about your like journey with that. Yeah. So um, I had heard it mentioned, I don't even know, probably on the Instagram but then I was doing, I did a coaching program um, and it was, it was talked about a little bit inside of that program. And I was like, this is the piece that resonates with me the most. And so I kind of took it and ran with it and looked up everything that I could. Um, I've had family human design readings, you know, done for our family and for myself personally. Um, there's so many great resources out there. There's really wonderful people just sharing for free so much information and people who are trained, you know, specifically for this. So it's really just a cool tool that anybody can use. It's like a hybrid of astrology, the I Ching, the chakras, and your DNA. I mean, it's like everything lines up. Amazing. It is amazing. So tell us what is your, well, first of all, my astrology <laughs> side, I have to know, what's your sun, moon, and rising? So I'm a Taurus sun, Libra moon, Scorpio rising. Ooh, you have a nice mix of me and Laura in there. I'm also a Libra moon. Yeah, I saw that. And I'm a Taurus moon. Yeah. yeah, she's a Taurus moon. So my husband's a Taurus. And this really, when I, we're so different. I mean, we could not be more different. And so to me, astrology never really filled it all in. Yes, you can do your sun, moon rising. But I was like, well, there's still you know, there's still pieces to me that I'm like, this does not explain it all. But human design was that thing that explained it all to me. I love that. So that means you have your moon in your 12th house? Um, I don't know. I would have to know. Your Scorpio rising? Yes, it is. You said? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, then this totally makes sense for you. <laughs> I love that. I love, I, I really do love human. I actually got into human design first and then discovered astrology. And I love the it made so much sense to me the like energy types I was like oh this is this makes so much sense than what I learned and I don't know everything I feel like I just know like a little bit so we're super excited to hear from you and then what's your human design that was the other thing I was yeah about. so in my house we know there's five of us there's three of us are Tauruses and so I know and I have a Scorpio and an Aries um so it gets a little crazy here, but we're also different than Tauruses. And this was like, this makes so much more sense to me. So I'm a generator and we make up about 40% of the population. We're like the batteries, the motors of the world. If we're doing what we're, what we're in love with, we're happy and it can change. And we're designed to master and move on. And then, um, well, I can just talk about the types and then I can tell you what we are if you want. 
great. Yeah. And manifesting generators are next. They're about uh, maybe 30%. So between generators and manifesting generators, we make up the bulk of the population. And you both are manifesting generators. So you're designing- No, I'm a thing. generator. Generate. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Laura. Yes, I have that on here. My mistake. I was like, oh, wow, that's, I didn't know that at <laughs> that all. That changed the game <laughs> if I was an MG. <laughs> It would. It definitely would. So manifesting generators are designed to have the ideas and act on them. So imagine it, but not really initiate like, okay, this is, we need to get a speaker on and poof, here comes the speaker. I mean, it works like that. It's amazing. And I have so many examples of that and teaching my kids to live through their strategy and call in those situations. Um, and then manifestors are, um, I want to say they're like, nine percent ten percent it depends who which websites you look at right um and they are uh basically the leaders of the world they're supposed to initiate and move on like hey why don't you build this over here i'm gonna watch you do it hey why don't we you know let's let's build a pyramid okay peons build the pyramid so one of my daughters is is a manifester and it's actually very difficult to parent her <laughs> my boyfriend is a manifester and it's very interesting being in a relationship with him because he he actually doesn't like to leave it. He doesn't like to tell people what to do and leave it. And I'm like, you have to, because he doesn't have the stamina to build it. But he want he feels like he should be more like an MG. He should be able to come up with a strategy and make it happen. But he just burns out so easy. So you know, we're so conditioned because our society tells us all to be generators. Everyone right. should be doing all the time. That's not true. Right. And then the next type is projectors. And I think it's around like maybe 18% um, projectors. And so my little girl's a projector and she is designed to also lead, but in a different way, not like lead mm -hmm. in a bossy way, but lead in a gathering. And um, I have a really great example of, of how even she does it, but gathering them and, and helping them lead their heart's desire or fulfill their soul's purpose really kind of, you know, taking a group of people or anyone really and saying, helping them step into their highest self. So the projector, um, yeah, they're really cool. So I don't, I don't know if any of you have projectors in your vicinity. My boyfriend, he's a oh, projector. Okay. Human design changed the game when he, when we both found out his energy type, because then we were able to constantly understand each other in how when I'm projecting something he's reflecting it back to me he's projecting it back to me and generally that gives me a great indicator of what I personally need to work on so I, however he's showing up in the room I'm like oh I am projecting that energy right now I need to go take care of myself and then come back and then he'll almost in instantaneously instantaneously that's the word shift his energy when I've shifted mine and it's changed the game for our dynamic because I'm constantly in a place of like, how can I take ownership of me rather than getting mad at him for projecting some energy at me? Like, oh yeah, I got to take responsibility for that. Yeah, that's really similar to a reflector actually. So that leads us to our last type, which reflectors are less than 1% and they have no defined centers, um, which we can talk about the centers a little bit. But they literally do that. They project or they reflect back to everyone around them, kind of what, where they're at with their soul growth and their purpose and their energy and, and everything. And it can be very uncomfortable. Like you said, I mean, we're being forced to 
to look at what what needs to be seen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have a quick, I've just always wondered this. What do you think the biggest difference between a projector and a reflector is? So the defined centers is the authority. Um, so mm -hmm. basically like projectors, um, my, my Scorpio daughter is an emotional projector, emotional authority projector. So they have an authority. They have an inner voice that can guide them. So I'm a generator. You asked about types. I'm a sacral authority generator. And um, I have learned over the past few years, I have deconditioned myself to really listen to that authority. So there's, there's, I think, nine different authority centers. Maybe it's, I don't, I need to look, but, um, you know, the common ones are sacral, which is kind of your root and then emotional. And there's also splenic authority, but reflectors have no authority. So they're constantly taking an energy from around them. They have no defined centers and no authority. And right. in reflection yeah. attack. Mm -hmm. I didn't That's know they didn't have an authority. Yeah, nothing. They're completely white. And this is kind of a, a weird side note. And my oldest daughter can see auras. So each type has a different aura. I know. Since she was tiny. And she always oh. would tell me, I can't see dad. I can't see him. Oh. Like, I can't <laughs> about human design years before I knew and Aww. then I started explaining to her she's like oh makes perfect sense like he can't be seen he's just seeing everyone wow yeah. and that's why it's so hard for them to really see themselves yes oh yeah. wow I know isn't it amazing that's crazy also <laughs> amazing that your daughter could like I want to I almost am like want to shift this whole episode yeah like, right. how did you raise children to do this and like be this open and amazing and like w even know what that is she um yeah she came in like that it was just I mean we would be she was maybe a year and a half old and I remember driving by I don't remember we were driving home from somewhere and I was like hush we should stop for bagels and she goes bagels huh? and I was like the, what did she just say? I mean, always like that. And so she's definitely kind of, you know, she's almost 15. Um, she's definitely sheltered it because it's hard to go through middle school and high school being that open and awake, but I think she'll come back online and she's still, if you talk to her about it, she's, it's like, it's like talking to the Akashic records. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. And is she the projector? She's a generator. So I'm a generator. I'm married to a reflector. My oldest is a generator. Then I have a manifester, then a projector. Oh my gosh. So you have literally all of them except for manifesting generator, but it that's it's a hybrid. So exactly. you yeah. kind of still have it. Yeah. Mixed bag here. Bless your heart. Oh <laughs> my gosh. So I want to tell my favorite story about my projector. Is this Please do a good time okay so this is my little girl she's a Scorpio also so Scorpio projector is like I mean it's just this amazing that's thing. what my roommate is yeah <laughs> and how would you describe your roommate he's very stubborn very intuitive and aware and is always right like always but lots of times people don't take hear him and he gets so frustrated because he's like I knew this was gonna happen I knew you know, this thing about this person, I had a hunt or even like timing for things. And a lot of times people don't listen to him. And that's really frustrating to him. And in retrospect, he's also very sensitive, but likes to really hold his cards to his chest. Well, they should listen to him and they should ask 
him because he does know, but it's hard. You know, we go through, if we're learning human design at eight, nine, and 10, like my kids, or, you know, then we can start deconditioning sooner. We're adults. We have been conditioned to everyone act like generators. Everyone, you know, everyone basically that's, I think society teaches us all to act like that. Um, so, you know, he's, he's learning to decondition himself and everyone around him doesn't quite know how to handle him probably. So here in Arizona, you can't wear your Halloween costumes to school. And I don't know if you can there or not. I know, isn't that silly? But it's been for years. You can't wear it. Nobody wants to get offended. There might be weapons, masks, you know. So my youngest girl says, Mom, we can't wear our Halloween costumes at school. I just don't think it's right. It matters so much to us. We're kids. You know, this is a big part of our life. It's my favorite holiday. She's a Scorpio, so her birthday's right around there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Halloween's really important to them. So what are you going to do about it? She's like, I don't know. What can I do about it? And I said, well, think about it. You know, ask around, think about it. And so we come up with the idea for her to do a petition. She writes this three-paragraph petition, and she does all the lines for signatures, and she goes around the playground for two weeks. And it's just this little pipsqueak thing with a side shave. She's a Scorpio. She gets signatures from first graders and sixth graders. And, you know, she goes and has a meeting with the principal. And principal calls her on stage in this assembly and she brings Halloween back to school. And I'm like, this is a perfect example of a projector using her good for the, like, you know, her power for the good of the people. <laughs> and so. that's such a great way for projectors to go. Cause even th I'm thinking about my roommate and issues he's had in work and whatnot. And he's super into human design since he learned he was a projector and I'm thinking of the ways he's like had to go about doing things at work. It's been very much like that. Go talk to this person and go talk to this person and, go, and almost like get everybody on board because you almost need their energy mm -hmm. <laughs> to help push something forward. But that Scorpio, there's like an intensity to it of like, a, I'm going to do it anyway. And we're going to like, there's a resilience. Yeah. Oh, I love that story. That's an That's amazing so story. Fun. I Isn't love it. Fun? Yeah. Ugh. I'm very proud That's of her. Because, you know, teaching them to use their, use their authority, use your powers. So let's backtrack a little bit and talk about the auras. Because to me, if you're only going to learn one thing about the type, it's the auras. So generators have an open and enveloping aura. When we are vibing and in high alignment with our higher self, then we attract these crazy, amazing opportunities. I could give you 20 examples of how I can do that almost on demand. It's bizarre. And then manifesting generators are, are also, they definitely have some of that, but I would say it's toned down a little bit. Manifestors are actually have a repellent aura. So if you are a manifestor mom or you have a manifestor child, oftentimes they won't like hugs, they won't want to be held. It's physically, energetically uncomfortable for them. And it's weird. They can make people uncomfortable when they come in a room. You can sense them. Okay. So, and then projectors, I like to say it's just like a projector, like their aura, if their spotlight is on you, you feel, you feel it for sure. You're in it, you're in the eyes, you're in the zone, you're connected, you're vibing. And then reflectors have no aura. Interesting. I'd never actually known about the auras. Oh. <laughs> so this is brand new information for us. We're both like, oh, okay. 
So our biggest tool is our aura. It's our energetic field. And so through practices like Kundalini or other breath work, you can expand and strengthen your aura, especially when you know your soul's purpose and your mission. And when you have both of those things going, I mean, the universe will surprise and delight you. That's very interesting. So how does, so I don't want to jump too far ahead, but how does the, so how does manifesting generator and a generator's aura different? Cause you said it's a little, like a manifesting generator, you said it's a little less. So I would say, so a generator is like uh, fully static hair. Imagine you rubbed your head on a balloon and your hair is like, you know, everything's sticking out. Okay. And a manifesting generator is maybe, maybe you rubbed it on a couple minutes ago. It's still out there. It's still attracting opportunities, but it also has that repellent quality of a manifester where it's like, I'm also putting things out, not just taking things in. So it's kind of this, you guys can see my hands moving. <laughs> Does that make more sense? So how would like, can you give like a practical of how those would be different? A practical, well, they look different. They feel different. Right. Okay. Less. I think that it's hearing and speaking. Oh, okay. Okay. That's kind of what I would say is that it's in, it's taking in and putting out where like manifestors really, theirs is more, it's magnetic, but it's not like it's putting out more. So it's pushing away. And then a generator is bringing things in, even though it's maybe large and enveloping, it's bringing things in. That makes so much sense. And even thinking about how Laura and I, cause we're both coaches and I feel like the way her and I go about getting clients it's so different. And I have to really watch like the comparing myself to her because she is so like pulls like Laura, I feel like you just pull people in. And I almost have this like selective thing of like, I don't really want everybody to like come in. So Laura, do you feel like that's true? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I can tell when I'm in alignment with my purpose or my mission or whatever it is, I can feel, I can physically feel heat radiating off my body. Like I can feel the energy going, whoa, whoa. And I can feel how magnetic it is. And when I walk into a room, if I'm in that space, everyone will like turn around and look and want to talk to me, want to connect. And it happens a lot, especially when I'm dancing. I'm like the most magnetic when I'm dancing because it lights me up. So I'll come into a club and I'll, and I'll salsa dance and I'll just have all these guys wanting to talk, come and dance with me. Cause I can feel that I'm creating a, like a, a force field on the dance floor and people want to be in that energy. So it feels true. So that's so true that you just described a generator perfectly. Like when we feel that, when we're tapped in, I mean, there's nothing we literally, I, I always say like, if I meet someone and I'm, I, we're working together. They, there's no negotiating. They are like, oh, I'm in, I'm in it. So yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's fun. The tricky thing is like staying in that flow. That has been my lesson is trying to find that consistent flow that I feel of being lit up because I can, I've gone through a lot of roller coasters. <laughs> so my path is like, okay, how, and even if you have tips as a personal generator, how do you keep that, like that energy consistent? You don't, we are, we run and then we, we need to recoup. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like your cell phone, you take it out all day and then you got to plug it in. And if we don't plug it in, then we lose the passion for the work we're doing. 
even if it still is in alignment with our higher self, we just can't sustain it. So, you know, I, but when we're doing the work, it feels like we can go forever and, and we can, but it's really important to honor those, you know, that reset and recharge. Um, mm -hmm. Because if not, we're forcing. Do you have any like practical examples of your own life of feeling lit up and then burning out and trying like coming back up for air and, and getting back in alignment? Do you know what I mean? Do you yeah, have any? Um, I have a perfect example. So this entire last year, um, you know, I also have been trying to step into the coaching space and I, why couldn't I, you know, I've built several successful businesses. I'm teaching and speaking and sharing and leading workshops here locally. And I have tried, well, this is a really good example because generators aren't supposed to really supposed to initiate projects. We're supposed to wait for a sign from the universe or, you know, a peer or a comrade and then say, yes, this lights me up. Let's do it. So I built four different coaching programs this last year and I sold one spot in any of them. And so it knocked me way out of alignment. I'm like, gosh, you know, but I, I kept trying to force it. So this year I said at the end of last year, I was like, I'm not launching or selling anything that's, that's coaching or spiritual this year. I'm going to get right back in my marketing, which I love to do. I love creating things that help people. And all I did was make that mental shift. And I got two leads and two clients within three days. No, that, and I wasn't even like, I didn't, I don't market myself. I don't advertise myself. They were people out of the blue. I got your email from someone six months ago. It was just that mental shift where I got back in alignment and the universe said, okay, here you go. And then I got a really cool opportunity. That's probably going to take a couple months of my year this year doing something it's insane. I can't even talk about it. I'm actually not supposed to talk about it, <laughs> but it's like such a cool generator thing that I just called it in because I got back in alignment. So I guess this is actually, this is great because I think I had, I was under the impression that we as generators are ones that kind of like throw it out there and drive it. But what I'm hearing from you is it's different. It's different. So our strategy is to respond. So like a manifestor strategy is to initiate. Our strategy is to respond. Now that's not to wait for invitations. It's to respond to energetic downloads, prompts from the universe. You know, it's to say, well, you know, especially like this human design thing. Well, someone had recently said to me, you should, you should talk about this. You can talk about this. You could give a workshop on it. So then I saw you guys and I'm like, oh, let's have a conversation about this. You know, I would love to explore this further literally someone out of the blue said, you should, you should do this. I'm like, does that feel right? Does that make me, my motor go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. I love that. Well, since we're already kind of on that line, do you want to go ahead and jump into our charts? Oh, sure. How do you, Laura, how do you feel about starting with Laura? Because you guys are already, I feel like, in a good flow talking about <laughs> generator jazz. Well, it is a generator podcast, right? It is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> So then let's talk a little bit about generators and then I'll talk about Laura's chart. Generators are designed to respond, but we're also, we, we follow this kind of stair step evolution. And I don't know if this is true in your life yet, or if you can definitely agree, but we, we approach a task and we master it. We're designed to get really good at it. And then we want that next level of achievement. We want that next high. We want that next like, 
okay, well now I can do this and now I can take it to this level. And then, you know, we keep going. Well, so what happens when we reach the top? You know, we have to stop and wait for that next thing to respond to. And I feel like that's kind of what happened to me this, this whole last year is I was looking for this next thing. And now I think it's, it's here in this other way, the universe has delivered it. And, you know, it's like, okay, well, I'm ready to master something else. What, what else will you give me? And our biggest fear is that the work will be done. We'll have no more purpose really yeah so yeah is that we can't like reach that next level we can't you know do that next thing so laura you are an emotional authority generator now i'm a sacral authority generator which means that i can truly listen to my gut and this is a good portion of the population where sacral authority we have that motor inside of us it's like "Mm -hmm, do this mm -hmm, do this Uh -uh, uh-uh doesn't feel good um, but you're an emotional authority. So you, both of you guys have emotional authority. So this covers you both. Um, you, there's waves, there's yeses and nos, there's highs and lows, there's, you know, joys and fears and, and you carry those with you all the time. And so it's important to not respond with your gut. It's actually best for you guys to kind of wait out those waves, get back to your baseline and feel into what's your 80% yes. Cause you'll probably never have that 100%. Uh-huh. 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 Like I do. You have like, oh, yeah, yeah, I think this, yes. You're nodding. You guys are both nodding. Oh yeah. Well that, yeah. That even the 80% yes thing. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I almost have to do it and then be like, okay, yeah, this is right. Yeah. But if I make decisions emotionally, it does not go well, good or bad. <laughs> And all of your emotions are meant to be experienced. That's, that's it. Like you're not supposed to maintain that high vibe all the time. You have an emotional authority. You're supposed to be processing them, writing them, and then come back to your baseline. So while you're asking me, how can I sustain this? Well, we, you know, nobody can, nobody's like that all the time. We're human. This is called human design. They often call it the human experiment. We're in this human Mm -hmm. experiment. So it's like we came down with these blueprints. It's like, okay, how are they going to work together? What are they going to do? Yeah. So, um, and then the centers, there are nine centers in the chart. And I have your charts printed up here. Um, what's interesting about you two, especially partnered together, is that, um, Laura, you have defined head and Ajna, which is your third eye. And Victoria, you have undefined. Whereas Victoria, you have a defined throat and identity center and Laura, you have undefined. So when you guys come together, those click together. And I felt that when you said that. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, and you can look in families and see the way that those pieces come together. So our nine centers loosely correlate to our chakras. When you look at the chart, it looks very similar to chakra, but there's also um, there's a couple extras thrown in there, a spleen and your emotional center. Um, a closed center means you came in with, with that. You own that. You put that out in the world. And an open center means that you take that in and you work with that energy. So when you guys come together with those, I just wrote down a couple notes about like how you could do that is, Laura, your defined identity center. You provide the inspiration. You're always questioning things where Victoria, you find inspiration anywhere. Like maybe you're scrolling Instagram more, you're looking at other things, you're taking in design inspiration, 
Um, and you, Laura, are a little bit more defined in that. Like, now this is what we're doing. This is how it looks. Not maybe that comes into play with you guys together. Maybe it doesn't. Is that what, what center did you say that was? That's your head center. Oh, the head center. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and Laura, your, um, Ajna, your third eye is defined. So that's conceptualizing things. Um, where Victoria, yours is open. And then Victoria, your throat is defined. So you're more the communicator, but you do it best when you're kind of synced up with Laura. Like she, you know, you guys can do this awesome give and take together. So a really good example of this is um, Oprah is an open throated generator but she's got a really famous talk show because she brings in these guests and allows them to share, you know, through, she kind of expands out through her communication center. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So um, the, and then Victoria, you have a defined identity center. So you know yourself, you're a little bit more certain all the time. And Laura, yours is like, you feel into these situations and if it's right for you, you feel this click, like, yep. I'm going to work. This is it. This is going to happen for me right now. And then you both have very defined lower. You've got a defined spleen, defined sacral. So lots of great work energy down there. And that's kind of what keeps us going. And yeah. Any questions on that one? I was just thinking through, cause I, it's been a while since I've actually looked at my chart for the centers. So I was like, it almost felt like new information because I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I do have that closed and open. So a couple of things from your charts that I did, you know, when I read your charts is, um, and these are pretty easy to find. First of all, I'll talk about my favorite book, which is Understanding Human Design by Karen Curry. And it's like, it's like the guidebook. It's awesome. Um, it's really user-friendly. It's bite size. Definitely link that in the show notes. Yes, link this. And then there's also a human design for coaches book that recently came out. Hmm. And I, I like it a lot. I especially like it um, because, you know, when we're teaching people how to use their strategies and their, their authority, um, it's a great way to talk to them like and be able to relate to them. So um, that's another one. I'll send you guys the link when we when we're done here. But this has, there's kind of one, one, um, I guess it's called the incarnation cross and you know, it's, it's your life's mission or your life's purpose or kind of when you're in your highest self. And so Laura, yours is fueled by the energies of listening, educating and figuring things out. You have the energy to rule your world. Whether it manifests as your own individual world, your family, your town, or your country, you have the capacity to rule with grace. This is rulership that comes your way. You do not need to seek it out. So it's called the right angle cross of rulership. I literally just welled up with tears. <laughs> <laughs> like that made me so emotional. I'm not going to cry, but I could because I felt so like seen in that moment with that. I'm like, that is me. <laughs> That's the beautiful thing about human design is it can be that thing that we're like, I finally feel seen. I finally mm. see myself and accept myself and take these themes in my life and approach every interaction with this like feeling of empowerment instead of victimhood. Mm. 
That's powerful. I can't wait to re-listen to that over and over and over. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you it's in a Google Doc, so I'll send it to you. And so then, good. Thank you. You're welcome. Victoria, your incarnation cross is the right angle cross of the vessel of love. The energy of your cross is based in love. Love of spirit, love of the body, love of humanity, and love of the self. You are the embodiment of love. Your love is driven for you to find self-love. Your cross is looking for a way to express express itself as an individual example of love for all to see. <laughs> I'm like crying on your behalf. Mine is not that good, you guys. So I'm like, oh, just honored to be speaking to you. Oh my gosh. I just like, it's so crazy because this weekend, I mean, I am so, even in my astrology chart, it's very apparent that like I'm supposed to have partnership and I'm supposed to like, that's a huge, like my North nodes in my seventh house. So I'm like partnership, 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 but I, that self love piece. And even this weekend, my boyfriend and I had, we don't fight very often because we're both Libra moons. So it doesn't happen very often, <laughs> but when we do, it's really painful. And one of the things he said just over and over, he's like, I need you to love you. And I thought, I do love me. I, I mean, like, I even kind of felt defensive. I was like, I've been on this journey for fucking years. What are you talking about? I need you to love. Like, I was like a little upset. And then I just sat back and I was like, I, I, it's not as deep as it's like, I feel that like, I really am here to tap into that love just at such a deep level, not just in relationships with one other person that it is supposed to be this with spirit, with self, with humanity. And that is so, I, and that feels like my driving force for being here, like above everything else. It feels like just that love piece. How timely the message. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. That was so good. I loved that. Mm -hmm, me too. So let's, let's use human design as a tool to love ourselves more, to understand ourselves yes. more. And that's the gift like that I feel like I've given my girls is they understand each other more. It's a deeper level of acceptance. Um, we're all individual, especially as parents or coaches. You know, you know everyone's not the same. But as parents and in our society, we're taught to every what works for A works for B, works for C. We know that's not true. And this is another way of healing and not passing on all that ancestral shit that's handed down of, you know, my way or the highway, like each one of us is different and unique. And I want you to feel proud of your emotional vulnerability. If you're my emo projector, I want you to feel proud of your ability to master and move on. If you're my generator, I want you to feel proud of your ability to inform me and get out the door. If you're my manifester, you know, own it, love your individuality. That's powerful. One question I had going back to my, or like just the, cause I feel like you almost did like a reading of both of our charts, which I loved like kind of almost at the same time, but I would love to know like what's, cause I, you do a lot of work with businesses and stuff. And I'm like, gosh, this is like, you're, we're literally talking to like the best person in the world. Why I'm for this. And this would, so as like a manifesting generator versus a generator, what are ways that I am going to differ from Laura 
showing up energetically and even in this work and how can we support each other? Awesome. Um, so like you maybe have a little bit more of the ideas you imagine the, and I'm sure you both have ideas. I mean, we're, we're human and we think through things, but conceptualizing and really taking some time to think into these different scenarios for your partnership. You know, what would it look like if we hosted a workshop? How could that, and then, then you come to Laura and you say, okay, I have this idea, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yes, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then you guys both go together. Um, and not that you're the only one who can have ideas, but I think generally as generators, when we initiate, it's, it's much less fruitful for us. Um, we second guess ourselves a little bit. We are, you know, the response isn't as great as we'd hoped if there's a response at all. Like I'm talking about my failed program. Um, where manifesting generators just have a little bit different hook on, on what's energetically needed out there. Interesting. That feels, Laura, how does that feel for you? Does that feel like? Very true. And Laura, your job would be to stay in that high vibe alignment, spreading your message, your guys' combined message out there sharing. So a way that I like to say, I don't market myself as a generator though. I love to interact with people. I love to be in meeting new people in social settings and talking about who I am, not what I do, but who I am. And then these opportunities, these collaborations, these partnerships happen naturally because our aura is like a walking billboard, you know? And so representing you both with that walking billboard of, we want to share the message that you're whole, you're not broken. There's these tools. These people will come mm. to you. I love that. I love that. That makes yeah. sense. And I even feel like the ideas thing, I feel like that is very much how we function. Like I'll have an idea and I'm like, I think we should do this. And then we'll, but I don't feel like I can bring it to, like, I don't feel like I can birth it alone. So it doesn't feel yeah. like, oh, I did this or I came up with this. Like it definitely feels like, hey, I have this, shell of an idea and it feels a lot but I think I do have a sense of timing like I know when we need to do this I know when we don't need to do this I know and even when Laura has come to me with like ideas a lot of times I'm like no and it's not even like a no I think like last week she came to me with something that I was like that's a great idea it just doesn't feel time like it just doesn't feel and it wasn't like I had zero ego attached to it or like but I have had to be like very aware of not just in my, I think mine and Laura's partnership, but else outside of this too, of like, if it doesn't feel time-wise right for me, I just say no. Like I don't have, and I've learned to be like, Hey, it might not be right right now, but that doesn't mean it's a bad idea. And it doesn't mean yeah. that it might not be an amazing idea, even in a week, like mm -hmm. that there might be energy behind it, but having to kind of, you know, that's, I think that's been a balance for us that, and also wanting to hear her, you know, ideas and not feel like I'm always shutting them down and figuring out how to do that while also mm -hmm. honoring that intuition of like timing and what we need to be doing. So I feel like that for me is something I've been kind of working on and just paying attention to in our working dynamic. Yeah. And so I, I love that and way to honor your authority. And so Laura, I would say if you have a great idea and you come to Victoria, and you say, 
somebody mentioned this to me and I was thinking we should, or I got this, you know, like think about where the idea comes from before we're forcing. Is it in response? Am I responding to an energetic need or an actually voiced need? And then say, okay, okay, but this is something that I really think should happen. Let's, let's make sure we get it on. Oh, just, just written down somewhere or, you know, and having that respect for where that those ideas come from and those initiations come from. Yeah, that makes sense. Even with our episode that we did after the new year, I felt and heard the like, oh, this is like what people are wanting. We're calling in. Is this like new year um, 2020 episode? And I brought it to Victoria and she was like, I hadn't even thought of that. I think we should do that. But it wasn't from a place of like, I got the idea. I heard and was responding to that desire, that need. So it, that makes a lot of sense how that plays out for me. Yeah. And I think you guys are doing it beautifully. I mean, it seems like you've been working together for a long time. I don't know if you have or not, but it seems like you're very both have great self-awareness and, and hopefully this is giving you another level of it to really you know, respect each other and, and show up bigger. Absolutely. So we talked about the heads, the headspace at the very beginning. So how are those playing out? Cause you said like she is more defined cause I know I'm like an airhead and I'm always all over the place. And I feel like every other day I'm like, and then this, and then what if we did this? Let's release the podcast a little later on Tuesdays. Let's do this. Let's do that. Like I just am constantly like, and then the next day I'm like, oh, well, I don't know. Let's throw all that out. <laughs> and she's like, wait, what? <laughs> so that's funny that you say that. Cause I was, you know, looking into that, um, as we were before I got on with you and I was looking at your chart. So your undefined head center means you find inspiration everywhere. Um, you don't have a consistent internal source of inspiration. So you're kind of always taking things in and like, Oh, what can we, what can we use? How can we tweak? Um, you know, it's, it's here. It says you might be drawn to stimulating environments like bookstores or podcasts or art galleries. You might have multiple Pinterest boards, super diverse Amazon lists. You're just like constantly, like you just said, you're kind of like an airhead. And because it is a, a pressure center, you might feel pressured to follow through on all these things. Yeah. But you can't. Yeah. You really can't. Well, how do I not? <laughs> well, you're correct. No. So, um, you know, you stop, you take a back, step back and you say, am I actually inspired by this? Or is this all of the energy that I'm taking in? Is this me really within myself? Or why am I feeling pressure for this? Is it mine? Or am I just like feeling the need to compete and perform? Oh my God. Does that help? Yes. <laughs> also, I said I could get married in a bookstore. I love bookstores. <laughs> like, I don't even, I mean, I like reading, but it's not the reading. It's literally the bookstore. Like, I just need to be in an environment with lots of information in it. Yeah, yeah because you're constantly, like, scanning. It's like, so watch how many tabs you have open. You know, really, like, bring it in. <laughs> Did I just call you out? Oh, yeah. I, not. I love it, though. Keep going. <laughs> call me out. Yeah. Because you will never be satiated. You will constantly be, you know, what else can I scan? What else can I take in? What else can I read? What else can I listen to? What else can I? Um, okay. I told, I told Laura that we were allowed three to, we were going to do selfish questions and we both could ask some. <laughs> so I'm about to ask a selfish question. 
my boyfriend and I both have open heads. Both of those places both opened. And we probably have 500 tabs open mentally between the two of us all the time. So how do we anchor that (laughs) shit in? I mean, we're, I mean, we're constantly watching documentaries and constantly doing this and constantly talking and having these ideas and it's, and he's a manifester. So thank God he doesn't have the energy to act on all of it. But I mean, right now we are reading rich dad, poor dad, and we think that we should go be stock market investors and maybe do some real, I mean, we're, simultaneously needing to heal our sexuality and make sure that we heal the whole world's sex life. Oh yeah. And start multiple businesses. So you, here's how you go. You get, you get off that emotional wave. You take in the information and then you're like, okay, I read this a week ago or I read this two weeks ago. Do I still feel the same? Do I still feel the same? Cause it's giving you this hit. It's making you high when you're inspired. It does. That's what inspiration is. But it's like an emotional wave. So it's like, yes, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, I'm stimulated. Oh, uh, now I'm kind of over it. When your baseline, how do you still feel about that idea? <laughs> you just threw your hands oh up. Oh, my gosh. Also, you have to know I'm a podcast junkie. I bet I listen to 20 podcasts a week. I am literally a junkie. Oh, my God. Wow. Because I need all that information. I took a freaking MIT class two years ago on linear algebra just because I wanted to learn about algebra because I thought it'd be fun. And then after I got the book and started, I was like, what the hell am I doing? I don't need to do this. No, you were high. You wanted to learn about it. No. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. You're high. You're okay. Okay. So that's, that's my message is wait, wait a week. Wait until you don't feel anything about it until and I'm not saying go to your head but wait until your baseline and then be like I'm still motivated I'm still incentivized I still want the knowledge I don't need to make money from it I just want to learn about it then you know then you know if it's going to make me happy then then I'll do it not if it's going to make me money if it makes me happy oh okay that was my selfish question Laura do you have any selfish questions before we start wrapping this up What's the opposite for me as far as like, cause I'm trying to learn how to navigate. Like she said, she comes with all these ideas and I'm combing through them because when she comes to me with an idea in my brain, I'm like, Oh, it's done. Like we're doing it. There's no question. It's not, it's not like a maybe. And so because she's so um, inspired by so many different things and bringing so many things to me, I'm like, okay, which ones are we implementing? And then I get lost and overwhelmed and I don't know when to say yes or when to say no and how to navigate that process. So I would love to hear about my head center being closed and how that plays out. Yeah. So you're basically exactly the opposite where you say it's already done. That's it. You're always reviewing, thinking, conceptualizing. So you kind of know, or like, not that you know, linear algebra, but you're like, yes, I, that's not relevant. That's not, um, you know, that's not important to our mission right now. That's not, um, you know, that's not something that, that we need to invest a bunch of energy in. So um, let me see. I'll pull up what I have on that for you too. You have a consistent supply of inspiration and inquiry. You are constantly asking questions and strongly compelled to leave no question unanswered. You don't even realize how frequently you're questioning because that's <laughs> resting stasis for you. You're always reviewing, thinking, conceptualizing. The challenge comes when you allow yourself to stress about how to make your internal workings external for the benefit of others. So you're trying to be like, how do I get her to do this? How does she get like me? 
<laughs> a lot of time can be wasted trying to break down the big things you're thinking about into practical, tangible concepts so you can communicate them to others. This is your pressure center, your head center, pushing you to understand and explain. So choose your battles. Maybe it's enough that your energy alone arouses deep reflection and inspiration in others. Make sure you're giving yourself time and space to reflect and process. Practice patience. Every question that comes to you doesn't need to be acted upon and solved immediately. Yeah. So a little, maybe a little less helpful than Victoria's answer, but um, when you know, you know. Mm -hmm. That's it. I think you know. And you don't feel the need to be always taking in this, all this external stimulation. Like, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's true. I do feel like that's accurate. I, when she comes to me with something, I usually have like a strong like, yep, or not yet, or <laughs> which is also interesting because she has a good sense of timing. So that's where it's sometimes confusing because if she feels like it's a right now and she has a good sense of timing, but I'm feeling like it's not a right now, then there's that conflict of like, okay, then who, who gets to like push it forward kind of thing. Right. And so maybe you just communicate more and then you both, since you're both emotional authorities, you step back and say, let's talk about this in a day or two and see how we're both feeling about it. You know, do I still have that energy behind it? Am I still incentivized? How do we, how do you feel about it? Because those emotions, you know, one of you might be feeling trepidation about approaching it. One of you is feeling disappointed. It's going to get shot down. One of you is really excited. So you're both on this wave. So wait till you're back baseline and then communicate. Yeah. That's helpful. That is very helpful. Okay. Well, this has been so exciting and interesting. And I feel like this took a very helpful turn, even just talking about how we're relating to one another in partnership. Because I think as this manifester generator generator thing, like we do, and since we are both emotional, there are just lots of ways we will naturally flow. But then there's a lot of ways where, mm -hmm. and I think we're now kind of starting to find our strengths. Like Laura's really good at maintaining and keeping things going. I'm really good at initiating and getting it started. And then after like a week, I'm like, eh, I'm mm -hmm. just tired of this. I don't really want to keep, like, I've said I'm shocked that we've actually gotten eight episodes out and I haven't gotten, like, be and I, but I am. I'm having to, like, work my energy back up to do this thing again right. or maintain a system. So I would say, and I think Laura, you're so good at like communicating with people like on social media and you are so much more enveloping. And I feel like as soon as that, we kind of like found our roles in that and that became more her everything. And I, we were, we were both great with that. We're like, yeah, you do that. Cause you're really good with the interaction portion. Yeah. Because I'm just, I get into that. I'm like, I want to give you the information, but I don't really want to like, sometimes I want to chit chat. Sometimes I want to like reach out to people, but I feel like, yeah, her, that her aura is just so much more enveloping and opening, open and calls people in and pulls people in. And I can even see that with the podcast that that's happened. Yeah. And so that's one thing I love, you know, on social media, well, the way I, one of the ways I use that to my advantage is with the voice, little voice messages and DM, because our energy is carried mm. through our, our voice and our throat chakra too. And so if I can connect with someone like with just my voice to them and you guys sent voice messages back to me, it's just such a, it's such a different way to communicate than pictures and, and text only. So Not true. Okay. Well, we have a few rapid fire questions that we want to ask you that have, don't have to do with human design. And then we're going to say sayonara. Are you good with that? I'm good. Let's go. What's your current guilty pleasure? 
Oh, geez. Um, salt bath. Oh, don't even get me started. I only feel guilty about it because I'll do it like in the middle of the day when I should be working. So as generators, we're like, we should be working all the time. And then it'll be 10 o'clock and I've, I've done a couple hours of client work and I'm like, I'm going to go take this bath and I'll lay in the bath and I'll listen to whatever I want. And I, it feels guilty, but it's also so good for us energetically and physically. So I would say that's, yeah. I love that. Okay, I'm going to ask my weird question now. You just found out that someone has been recording you for the past two weeks. Tomorrow, this will be aired on national television. What part of this video are you going to erase? Hmm. Probably how many hours of Super Mario World I've played since Christmas. (laughs) I love that answer! Because we got a Nintendo Switch for Christmas. We meaning oh me, God. and I am, I'm about to beat uh, Bowser, so I've made it all the way to World 7 since Christmas, and <laughs> raised in three kids, and run a business, and like... That's actually really impressive. It's yeah. super impressive. Yeah. I remember it all. I remember it all from... I'm older than you guys, so like, I grew up playing <laughs> it. It's just It's like muscle memory. I grew up playing like N64 in the original Nintendo for like a minute with Duck Hunt. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It was Super Mario World on NES2. It's one of the Yoshi. Oh, oh, I love Yoshi. He was always my favorite. Laura, do you have any idea what I'm saying? What we're saying? I do, but not like a ton, just a little bit. Enough for context. Okay, okay. Okay. And one last or second to last question. Um who are you outside of what you do? Mm, I love that. I create things that help people. Mm. Like that's who I am. I love to shine my light and it doesn't matter what situation I go into. I'm looking to inspire, connect, create, serve. Um, when I connect to my heart center, I know that I like activate other people to do the same. And I have recently just learned how to define myself and I'm sure it will change. It always does. But I'm not a social media marketer. I'm not a mom. Like, I'm just a light bringer. A light bringer. I'm obsessed with that. Okay. And lastly, uh, where can we find you? And do you have any upcoming events or projects that you're working on that you want to tell our audience about? So I'm on Instagram. I am Shannon Woodruff. I'm on Facebook. I am Shannon Woodruff. I do local meditations and sound baths. I've designed a mic teens program so that's called manifest teens and because I feel like our kids are more woke um you know my kids are talking about energetics and auras and the Akashic records and they need safe places to do this um I own a digital marketing agency you can find me all over no <laughs> I'll, I'll drop you the links I don't really have any upcoming projects or programs or launches because I told myself that this year I was not Forcing, I was only flowing, and I have had already the best, most exciting year. I've had two soulmate clients come in, like soul entrepreneur, energy healers, you know, kind of a full logo branding website creation. And then I have a, an opportunity to take a few months doing something really cool, still on my terms, making a bigger, bigger, bigger impact on the world. And I can't talk about it, but I'll let you know when I can. 
Yeah, absolutely. I love the manifest team thing. I saw that when we were looking at your website and I just was like, I love that you have such a vision for this upcoming generation and what they need and how we can support them. I think that's really beautiful. Thank you. So that's really cool. And you have so many, like we were looking through your website. We were like, oh my gosh, she does so many things. So I'm almost like, yeah, I'm like almost made. I was like, yeah, no, like just any upcoming projects. Look at everything she's already got and jump into that. You have like so much. Thank you. Yeah. What is your website? Mine is IamShannonWoodruff.com, and I I also stripped it all down and made it re um, refocus on my 2020, which is just showing up as me and attracting those opportunities that the universe wants to delight me with. I have a, a really one last example of that is, you know, I had just written Manifesting and had started doing my mindfulness workshops here in, in Phoenix. And I took myself on a hike and I was, I have a small group, a human design group on Facebook too. It's called Generation Light. So we talk about a lot of this stuff. It's, it's intimate. It's cozy. I'm in there a couple of times a week. And um, so feel free to join. But I was telling my, my people in there, you know, all we have to do as generators is, stand strong in our I am and say who we are and, and who we're here to serve and how we're supposed to show up. And I went for a hike and I got off the mountain and I had a call from KTAR, which is the news station here. And they wanted to interview me that afternoon Wow! for my, for mindfulness. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know. I don't even know how they found me, but I was like, this is a perfect example of the universe saying, Oh, you know who you are? Here you go. You'll love this. Wow. So how, I know we said this was the last question, but you asked, how do you, how do you help? How do you tell people to do that? Like you just, I mean, that's such a beautiful example of go for a hike, embody who you are, do what you need to do, like take care of yourself. And then the universe will send things to you. I mean, has that always been something you've been able to do? Is that, I mean, I know you've like, you know, society and ego tells us we got to hustle. We got to do, we got to make things. And, and then even once we get them, I know Laura and I've talked about it so much. It's like, once we get them, then control comes in. It's like, okay, now, now I'll keep this going, you know? Yeah. So it's been truly an uh, exercise in surrender. And definitely the last few years I've gotten deep into personal spiritual growth and healing those deep wounds that I've had. You know, I had a, a very difficult childhood that could take up an entire other podcast which is why I show up as an awake and aware mother. And I make sure that I'm home and, you know, here and present for, if I do nothing else than raise woke kids, my job here is done. Um, and so, no, it's, it's not easy. It's not like just show, just know, but first of all, know who you are and love who you are. And that's it. It's that self-love and, and you're whole and you're, you're well and you're perfect and you're divine. But how do you get there? You can say those things, but how do you really feel them about yourself? And you have to do the work to get there. You know, this whole coaching community, you know, I've had to go through the last year of like healing my relationships with authority. What does that mean to me? Same, I hear that from you guys. Like, okay, can I trust authority? Could I be seen as an authority? Am I willing to let myself do that? Dang. So really just <laughs> lots of Oh my gosh, that just hit me on such a, yeah, (laughs) yeah, that just, that can I be an authority, like that 
feels terrifying. I think to, mm-hmm. I know for me, Laura, I don't know how you feel. Does that feel oh, true yeah. for you? Yeah, of course. Cause of our experience with authority. Yeah. And almost like, you just do whatever you want. Just drink in the house. You know, like, I don't know. That was a joke. Mean girls, mom <laughs> reference. Um, <laughs> I have a weird sense of humor. <laughs> um, oh my God. But, so yeah. I mean, and every time you think there's, you know, okay, I'm healed. I did it. I peeled off the layer. There's another one. There's something else. It never ends. With each time you're more polished and more refined and shinier. And and then the next one comes along and you welcome it. And you say, okay, what am I learning this time? How can I get through this grace to myself? And I can affirm too, as a generator, that almost every single time I let go of control and it generally happens when I go out into nature and I surrender my business, I surrender my expectations, I surrender what it looks like. I cannot tell you how many times I have come back after that, you know, 15, 20 minutes, however long I took, came back to my phone and I have somebody who reached out in that moment to buy a package from me and I didn't have anything to do with it other than going and just surrendering and being okay with I'm enough. Like I don't have to put out all of this stuff or mark all of this stuff, but just simply who I am is so magnetic that when I really like settle into that space of self-confidence and acceptance, it just comes through so easily. So I love that you said that because that just kind of like even affirmed more of the way that I'm doing things is actually how I um, manifest best. I want to, I want to leave you guys with something because it's I think it's great for for both for every type anywhere but especially good for generators and generator types is the universal success mantra and I say this to myself and I keep it light I say it in the morning I say it when I'm driving I say it at night and it's um, at all times I'm expanding in success abundance and love as I inspire others around me to do the same and it it covers everything so. You know, it's just always expanding, always becoming a better layer and, you know, level of yourself and and inspiring other people to do the same. And I I believe that that just that vibrating with that mantra, it's one of those awesome aura amplifiers. It's from a book, not my quote, but it's from The Big Leap, but it's something that definitely resonated with me and I've taken it with me. That's beautiful. Even just this conversation, I just can feel like more like calm and I'm just like, oh, I just feel like we can be us and go. So you just you do have just this beautiful like aura and calm and um, and I feel like you have this like belief in people. Yeah, I do. I mean, I believe we're all divinely here for this. We we were we were up there before we came down and we said, okay, I'm going to play this part so I can best help you and best mm. help myself and elevate all of us and expand. And, and um, you know, I try and take that viewpoint, especially with my kids or in my family or clients when we're having this conflict, like, okay, what is this teaching me? And we both picked this. So how do I approach it as if I chose this? Mm. That's so good. That is so powerful. <laughs> it's hard. It's into that but yeah how do I approach this as if I chose this and how can I choose grace right now and I'm not I'm not perfect by that's any. powerful I yell at my kids I get frustrated I'm angry I cry I'm disappointed when client things fall through but how do I approach this as if this is what I picked in my greatest highest good 
Yeah, mic drop right there. Well, thank you so much for coming on and also for reaching out to us. And that was like, I mean, that to us, gosh, felt like such a sign from the universe of like, hey, you guys need to start bringing some guests on here. And why don't you why don't why don't you start saying even just what you want and who you want? And since the, like that's just opened that up even. So just having yeah, but thank you so much for just coming on here and being so willing to share your story and what you do and helping us in this process and journey. And I just feel like we got like just even just having your energy on this episode just feels refreshing and like life giving. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it was an honor. I really enjoyed chatting with you girls and hearing your story and sharing mine and holding space with you. Yeah. And we'd love to have you back on and hear about your childhood and your work with, I honestly, when you first started out talking about raising woke kids, I was like, oh my gosh, that just almost, I won't want to do a whole episode and talk to you on that. Cause I just think that's so important. Yeah, I think it is too. Um, so we could, but let's save it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Let's save that for a different day and a different time, but thank you so much for uh, being here and any final words from anybody before we sign off? Yes, yeah, Shannon, can you give everyone the website you use to look up their human design chart so that they can go ahead and do that for themselves? Yeah, I use Jovian Archive, so it's J-O-V-I-N, and you can link that too. It's free. Um, and there's also like a mini reading, um, so you could actually get a lot of information without having someone who's trained to do it. If you want a trained human design reading, I would highly recommend it. I'm not a trained human design reader. It's just a hefty hobby of mine, but it's really insightful um, to have someone who's spent, you know, a, a good portion of schooling, learning how to go into your different centers and gates and your authority. And, and it's just, it's just another great tool. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And I think there's one other website called bodygraph.com. Mm -hmm. My body graph. Yep. Yeah. My body graph. They're the Yeah. I prefer the format on Jovian Archive, but you could use either one. Me too. I don't know why. It just feels cleaner. The other one feels harder to navigate to me. And then I'll link to you all my favorite books. I've got a couple books that I like. And then there's a woman, the woman who wrote this book that I shared with you has a amazing Facebook page where she's doing videos almost every day on even the planetary transits through the gates mm. in, within. So it's, it's not necessarily specific to you, although it could be, but it's also what's happening energetically. Like a great example she did was, you know, New Year's Eve, according to human, New Year's Day, according to human design, didn't really start until the sixth. And I felt that. I felt that like after the, I wasn't ready for that fresh start on the first or the second. On the sixth, I was like, here we go. What's happening? So a lot of it correlates really energetically more, more aligned than to me. Yeah. That's so interesting. I feel like that's been a theme where I've heard so many people give different dates of when the new year really started this year. And I'm like, I feel like I felt all of them. I felt all the little new year starts and I'm like, Oh yeah, that one and this one and this one, it feels like it's just different energetic layers that are starting almost. So cool. Well, please go look at, get your, look at your chart, look your chart up and let us know what energy type you are and come explore the fun world of human design with us. <laughs> Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye. 
Welcome back, everyone. How amazing was that episode? I am on a high from getting to hear from Shannon, getting our charts read. What about you, Vic? I, too, felt very honored to be in that conversation. <laughs> Where Where's this coming from? The Deep South, <laughs> where the cotillions are. Please do an entire episode in that accent. Hello, my name is Victoria Greer, and I am one of the co-hosts of the Generator podcast. <laughs> okay, end, end. <laughs> That's uh, about all you get. Was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was, I had, um, well, what was, my fa- I think my favorite part was when she talked about the auras. No, don't steal mine. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Well, that's funny. Oh, actually, that's totally fine because I had another one that I was going to share. So I'll just share that one. instead. Okay, you talk about the auras then. What what did you like about the auras? Well, I never knew about the auras in human design. I don't know how I missed that part, but I even went and read some more online about the auras. And I was like, how did I miss this in my like first introduction to human design? It makes so much sense. It also makes sense because I'm a generator. Obviously, you just heard. My boyfriend's a projector. You heard that too. And he will a lot of times tell me that he can feel the energy like going wow wow like coming off of me and he sometimes i'll hold his hand and it'll start vibrating like it'll start shaking and so just having language for i have that aura that field around me that's vibrating and calling things in made so much sense because i felt that for so long but didn't have the language and i didn't know that other energy types had different types of auras. So that was just a brilliant, even the projector, like if they're talking to you, it's like the projector is right on you, but it's not necessarily like cascading into all of the room. And even my boyfriend will say like, we'll go into a coffee shop and I'll be the one setting the tone and the energy for the room. And whatever's going on is generally what I'm pulling in. It's not necessarily from him. If he's having a one-on-one conversation, there's a lot going in that conversation, but he's not the one that walks in the room and is like setting the tone for the energy. So it just gave me a lot of language for what I already felt. Yeah, I think in the episode I said that I didn't know about them, but I think I did in retrospect. I think I just didn't know that's what they were called. Mm. I'd never heard it as the aura because I'm actually now remembering hearing that manifesting generators have the largest aura and they can affect rooms the most. And I think it makes sense with what she said, because she said they pull in and they're repellent. And I think that part of probably that big aura is the fact that we can stretch, but then a lot of times then we repel. So I don't know if it's necessarily always we have the biggest aura, but I think people can feel that and it feels really unsettling for them. And honestly, it kind of is annoying. I think when she said that, the thing about me being repellent as well as like I will draw people in. I feel that a lot. I feel that repellent and I feel like such an asshole because I do get into this almost just like I do. And it's not logical. Just all of a sudden I'm like, nope, leave me alone. Like I just kind of will have this like repellent pushing out energy. And my boyfriend's a manifester. So he has that pretty consistently. Um, And I kind of, and sometimes we'll kind of, and sometimes I will like pull him along and be like, come on and like draw people in. And I'm like, 
isn't everyone great? And it kind of will balance it out. But there's also points where we will just be like, no, we don't want to talk to anybody. And we're so like, I mean, it's like energetically we have our middle fingers up. Like it's just don't mess with us. We don't want to be talked to. We don't be messed with. And sometimes it's not like we're in a bad mood. We're just kind of in our own little world and we don't want anybody's energy to in, like come into us. Yeah. So it's, it. I think when she said that for me, because I, I know in business that's hard because there are times that I'm like, I want to connect and talk. And then the other times I'm like, I don't want to now. And <laughs> I, I don't ever that from you. Oh yeah. It's hard. And it's hard to explain that to people and not like it's, this isn't personal. It's just my energy shifted. Um, so anyway, I think that was really helpful. And then the other thing, just, I think it was really cool that she talked about our, uh, my head being open and yours being defined and then my throat being defined and my identity and that being open for you and how those kind of lock in together. Yeah, that was so beautiful, especially she gave such great um, language for how to work together in business. And I was like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much that you just put language to what we were feeling. Right. And how do you and I can and I think it was really helpful to see if how that can go well sometimes and yeah. how it cannot go well. But rather than seeing it as like an, a flaw in mm -hmm. either of us mm -hmm. figuring out how to use that to our benefit yeah rather than me trying to get you to be like me and you trying to get because especially the open head thing when she was and I've been thinking about that a lot since that we recorded this of the I am like I get high off experience or off information and off inspiration and i because I'm open I can just take on that from anybody so I can like listen to a podcast and I can just ride on their energy and their inspiration, what they're thinking. And then I want to do this and I get inspired. And then the manifester part of me wants to put like legs to what my ideas are. And then as soon as that inspiration goes away, I'm like, no, I'm good. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> and as you know, somebody that's in business with me and I've even Caleb said this, my boyfriend said this to me. He's like, Every time you get an idea, I start in my head figuring out how we're going to do that. Yeah. And then by the time I have it halfway figured out, you're like on to something else. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, just don't put any stop to what I'm doing for a while. Just let me have my ride. And 25% of the time it might manifest into something, but likely not. Totally. It's so real. So she's fabulous. She is. So we want you to follow her on Instagram and keep updated on, on all the things she's doing at I am Shannon Woodruff. You can follow her on Facebook at the same name. I am Shannon Woodruff. She does local sound baths in Phoenix, Arizona. So you could check those out. And she has a beautiful program for teens called Manifest Teen. You can check that out on her website at I am shannonwoodruff.com. She also has the best Facebook group, beautiful, intimate group called Generation Light, where she talks about human design in that group. So you can follow her there. And like always, please subscribe, rate, review the podcast on iTunes, tag us and share the episode on Instagram, tag us at the generator podcast. Let us know what you think. 
email us at thegeneratorpodcast at gmail.com with any questions. Share with a friend that you think would be inspired by our episodes. Follow us and let us know your thoughts and anything else that you would like to hear. You can also check us out on our website to learn more about our coaching services, astrological readings, and our latest blog post at thegeneratorpodcast.online. Thanks so much, guys. We love you. And guys, don't forget that we're still running a competition and we're going to give away an astrological reading in a little over a month. So if you do like and do all those wonderful things Laura just said, screenshot us and let us know so we can enter you in that drawing. And there's details about all that jazz in the show notes as well as everything else Laura just said. So if you didn't catch what she said, just look in our show notes. It's all there. Um, And we love you guys and you're beautiful. Oh yeah, and let us know what human design types you are. Oh my gosh, please. I wanna know all the types of our community. All the types. All the types. And maybe somebody in that type can figure group type thing can figure out a name for our fun new Facebook group that'll be here eventually one day, maybe. Mm. It's a generator gaggle. Oh God. That one got vetoed, okay? I don't know what's shocking about. We can't not have a president. <laughs> oh my God. We love you guys. Peace.